Boom goes the dynamite. Strap in, not on. Here we go. It is the Clay Edwards Show. Did I just rhyme? Did I just do a rhyme? You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the number one, the number one morning talk show in all of central Mississippi. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. You may be able to search my name as well, Kim Wade's name, Jameson Haygood's name. The entire station is on Alexa and the TuneIn app, too, by the way. And also, I went and made a little tweak to my website, clayedwithshow.com. If you can't remember any of that, there's a Listen Live link on top of my website, right next to the FAFO shirt link in case you want to buy a shirt. And uh, you can click live there if you can't remember the initials for the radio show. You can always just go to the website and it'll link you back to the live stream. Figure that would be a, a good help. Um, Sean Yurt Karan is here in the studio with us this morning. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Good morning. Sean, how's your testosterone doing? Man, it's doing great. It I'll is. tell you what, yeah. I mean, I went, you know, I've a. I dropped about 47 pounds since last summer. And, uh, you know, I had gotten in real good shape before COVID. And then after COVID, sort of kind of gaining that weight back. And then this kind of like, I was like, all right, now I'm going to get back into my routine. And that stuff, man, that stuff really helped for that. I really, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Like, I was throwing up over 300 on the bench press the other day, or yesterday, actually. How old are you? 44. 44. Yeah, and I, I thought, man, this is the best thing actually ever happened to me, um, the best comp I ever got. So I was walking out of Corner Market two days ago, and this older black man walked down, and he said, you must work out a lot. And I was like, did, did you just, I said, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, sir. He's like, no, where do you work out? I said, over at Fonder Fitness and CrossFit Fonder. And he's like, yeah, 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 man. I mean, you're, you really th- look like you really were. I was like, man, this is the nicest day I've ever had. Look, I look, I, I, that's awesome. Because I, I've had that happen once or twice, you know, in the last couple of years. As my as my arms fill up my sleeves a little bit more, yeah, and I just like a complete random stranger. It's always great. Like I think other guys, like I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Yeah. I will tell another dude, man, you look you look great, bro. Yeah, this guy was like you know, seventy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, like I, 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 maybe I'm weirdo, but I think a compliment from another guy. Like that is almost better than hearing it from a girl. <laughs> I know what you're saying because it takes a lot for a dude to tell another dude, "Looking good, bro." Yeah, looking good. Like, you know, where, where do you get? Where do you get work out? Where do you take it? You know? Yeah, abs- <laughs> absolutely. Look, man, I, I don't. I want to. I want to go ahead and plug Men's Health of Mississippi here real quick while we're talking about this. But I was just thinking, just how much better I feel. And look, I, I've only been in the gym about two days a week here the last few weeks. Even joined a gym and now I'm working out less, of course. But uh, shout out to my workout partner, Chris Robinson, and that whole crew there in Brandon. Uh, y'all may see me today. You may not. But either way, man, if even if you don't work out on this testosterone, it still makes me feel so much better. I'm sleeping better. I, t- I mean, sleep. That is, if no matter what you read, whether it's uh, from the Joe Rogan side of, of stuff, Dr. Huberman side of stuff, Real doctors, all that, trainers, everybody. I think sleep is the most important thing you can do for yours, getting good sleep. So I just need more of it. Yeah. Do you do you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about what, what since you've been taking testosterone? No. No? I mean, I, well, I had to wake up, depending on how late I drank something, I had to wake up and pee, but like... 
the waking up, mm-hmm. panicking, worrying about things I can't control yeah. at four in the morning, not lately. Okay. Yeah, I used to wake up a whole lot, and uh, and I don't anymore. And like last, especially since I've been on the testosterone, I think it helped with that. Or I'm just I sleep a lot better than I did. Heck yeah. Well, look, guys, they are doing uh, they are doing free testosterone screenings. They're at Men's Health of Mississippi. Check it out and uh, look, look, women. They're not paying me to plug what they do in their women's clinic, but I, I, I think it. Bear, I, I'm. I want y'all to be happy and to experience what me and my girlfriend and my friends and their wives and all that have taken this experience. It is a, it is a game changer for both parties. If you're when, mm-hmm. if you're in your mid forties and you you have not had your testosterone levels checked and you start getting it right, it is eye opening how much you were missing you know i was talking to a friend of mine about that the other night and he was saying you know man he's like you really kind of cut down so much this year and and he was having harder times losing weight and i was like you know you want to get your testosterone checked because we're you know in our mid-40s it's not like when you were 30 and thir- you know early 30s where you could just like not eat for a few days and go running you know then you'd lose some weight it just takes a little bit more effort now yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like an accelerator to mm-hmm. everything it's yeah like, it's like pouring gas on a fire Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. I mean, everything gets better, and you're not going to. It's not like you're just going to wake up one day and or take the shot, and three hours later, you know, you're going to feel like you've unlocked the secret to humanity. It's going to take four to six to eight weeks to really ramp up. So you're not going to just immediately feel it. But you, if you can keep a journal, I even suggest for some people. That's I keep an. I got an Excel sheet. Yeah. That I know mine's a little bit excessive, and so it's not just the testosterone. Like I do track my you know, my macros. Yeah. Like that's the way I, every day I plug in what I'm eating, and so I mean I'm you know I'm doing all those kinds of things too. So it's not just take the testosterone and everything gets more in the line. You know, there's that. There's how you're eating. Hold that thought. Hello. Hello. Yeah, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Uh, sir, I am a truck driver to the delivery for your location. So we got a. Uh, I answered the phone for a telemarketer. Okay. I, no, thank I was like, you. who is that? No, thank you. Is that a <laughs> so, you I'm call sorry. in line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Sorry, some some out of state number was calling my phone. I thought y'all would be able to hear it better through there. We could have a little fun this morning, but uh, <laughs> no, no dice. Uh, all right, Sean. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, one more time. Men's Health of Mississippi. Men's Health Get your levels checked. I, I cannot em- emphasize that enough. Okay. Let's start here, Sean. I, I I had to ride around Jackson yesterday. We went to the Anthony Fox press conference. Was that the one in Clinton? I saw yeah. this. I just caught it this morning before I was leaving. So, me and my buddy Corey went, and <laughs> they the cops are friends of mine. Well, the cops appreciate what we do here. Yeah. So they moved me from the back to the very front, in front of all the regular media and their fancy cameras, mm-hmm. and I got to sit there. I got to go live. And it got question time. And I, look, I do not consider myself a journalist. Not really. I didn't like the questions they were asking. Or the questions they weren't asking. So we're sitting there and the mayor of uh, the mayor of Clinton is talking. Really nice fellow, by the way. I mean, very, very based. I like that. Anyway, he's sitting there talking. And I was like, well, I got a question I want to ask. And in front of God and everybody, all the cameras rolling. I didn't realize everybody else was streaming live too. I said, "What? What, what do you? What can Clinton, as a city, as a municipality, do to try to hold the corrupt DA Jody Owens accountable for this miscarriage of justice?" Now he was he gave a politically correct answer and said, "People got to vote them out." 
But I would like to think that a municipality can – how do I say this? Maybe, uh, Sean, you should be able to help here. Uh, when there's a miscarriage of justice and there's some clear corruption, and when you go back and you look at this whole thing, it's like, man, you guys knew that this was BS. And you moved forward with it anyway. I, I would like to think that a city within the county that that district attorney's office represents, uh, I don't know if, it, if it's ethics complaints or what. They also said that the uh, ethics committee was a joke and tried to get a job on it because apparently they don't do anything. <laughs> I just It's almost like uh, like if you, if you would say uh, like the Louisiana ethics committee. Whenever I hear that, I just start laughing. Because yeah. you know, like when I think of institutionalized corruption, I think of Louisiana. Yeah. Like there's a like you know the Louisiana Ethics Committee. I'm like, come on, that's like the the easiest job in the state. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what he said. Yeah, he said he said he said this is the easiest uh, this is the easiest job in the state. You don't work. Yeah, you don't really have to do. I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of repeating what he said. I'm not putting words in his mouth here. Um, man, I've seen some. You know, and I'm not talking about obviously about I was talking about the former DA that I worked for and that. <sighs> When you report things, I'm trying to put this delicately. Nothing happens, okay? Like that's just kind of the yeah. way it works. Nothing happens. That's been my experience. When things happen that you feel like a public official's done wrong, nothing generally happens. That that's in my experience. That's what it's been. And I'm not saying Jody. You know, obviously I disagree with that Fox prosecution. The other stuff I've said before, I think he's doing a good job on. But uh, the um, but I'm just just in general, you know, public officials tend to get away with a lot of stuff. That, that's the best way I can put it. You know, they really do. Um, and I've seen some things or, you know, and things that have been reported before that I've reported and um, during, you know, and, um, and where I'm just was sat back. I'm like, how in the heck is this cool? Yeah. You know, and it really, it kind of demoralizes you at a, a certain point. You know, you're like, wow, I'm part of this system and no one's paying attention. You know, people can just do run amok, whatever they want to. And so. It's interesting. I, I, there should be a, uh, uh, a path to accountability other yeah. than other than just i mean legally mm-hmm. other than just the polls there should be a path to and i've said this on record a couple of times and i'm gonna say it again I'm, I'm sure you will disagree i'd be shocked if you didn't <laughs> i believe that if you knowingly pursue a witch hunt type trial like this a politically charged trial for no other reason than mm-hmm. political purposes when your history of letting murderers off and light sentences and just all the shenanigans that have made Jackson a third world hellhole when it comes to people's safety. I think that Jody Owens, I think the prosecutors that did the case, I think Adrian Wooten, and I think just for a nice little cherry on top of the Sunday, Chaco Antar Lumumba should all have to go out there to Hines County, uh, the Hines County Correctional Facility and sit for 500 in 51 days. Speaking of, I have to go there this afternoon to uh, meet with some clients. That's <laughs> you know, always fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but the, uh, you know, I think I told you this before, probably off air. The prosecution of Anthony Fox reminded me of something, you know, and I, I keep remembering I get older now. <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking about it this week. The, uh, you know, 16 years ago when we took office over there, uh, there was a man named Sharon Moore that got prosecuted, uh, was indicted. In, I remember. You know, yeah, you know, and he was kind of that the R.J. Washington murder, which was a Jackson police officer, was killed in 1995, was a very kind of infamous crime around here for a long time. And, uh, you know, it was always suspected that Sherrod Moore was the one who did it. There wasn't 
really a lot of evidence available. Um, that was a case prior to Robert Smith taking office that we knew about when I was working on the campaign and had advised Robert not to pursue prior to him prior to his election and then once his election before the transition in office. Once he did, Frank Melton was mayor at that point who really wanted that done, like really wanted that done. It reminds me of Chokeway a lot. Yeah. Um, and um, it just I feel like I'm just like, you know, like it's so funny when you get older, like you can just compare things to things you've seen before and patterns playing out. And um, and then, we, you know, we advised him not to do it. He did it. He indicted Sherrod. There wasn't really any evidence. And then about a year later, that case, you know, um, had to be dismissed. And if anybody, you, know, you can Google Jackson Free Press. has got some really good articles that are archived about this. And it's very interesting about the gangs at that time yeah. in the city and what was going on. And, um, you know, there were so many people that had actually, you know, had said that they had seen Sherrod kill R.J. Washington, but they actually weren't there. You know, they were locked up. The records proved that these were all guys were lying and those kinds of things. And that Frank Melton was one of the largest drug dealers in the city. Those rumors were going on at that time. And these guys were testifying to that, of course. And that, that, and that he was allegedly maybe a pedophile. That, of course, that was out there. That, that you know, I never saw any evidence to that. I yeah. never, I never saw evidence that Frank was a you know, running dope. He may have been. I don't know. I never saw it. The witnesses that we ever always talked to ended up <laughs> being debunked. So, yeah, you know, we put Frank on a pedestal because he actually a, a, attempted to fight crime on some level. Mm-hmm. And like, and I respect that after, especially more after, and look, Frank made a lot of mistakes. Yep. I mean, he did not like nightclubs. I owned the nightclub in Jackson at that time. We were constantly being raided. I know he made Kim Kim Wade's life hell. Oh, did he as well? Oh, I lo- I'm good for Frank. I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> I'm waiting for the text from Kim. He uh, he, he was definitely a flawed man. Yeah. And, and looking back in hindsight, I really wonder was he just going after his enemies? You know, I mean, I remember there was these prosecute. There was an article series that ran around 2005 called like Bro- Broken Justice or something. The Claire Ledger, and it was about those. Gangs like you probably remember this, Clay, like Greyhead and Wood Street. Mm-hmm. And Frank was the big driver of those prosecutions that were also – most of them had, didn't have a whole lot of evidence either. And there was a lot of not guilty verdicts with those things. And you always wonder like why he was pushing all these guys. And sometimes he would push somebody that was a friend of his and then all of a sudden they weren't friends. And then you know this guy's getting prosecuted and or whatever it was or he was pushing the prosecution. And – um you know, just that it, it, I don't know if you remember this. Remember the house in 2006 that he busted up that he eventually went to trial for? Oh, yeah. I remember reading the story about that. I actually attended that trial because it was it was just kind of a fascinating thing to watch. And it was Frank was apparently like drinking scotch in a water bottle like I've got next to me now, like while they were doing this. Uh, yeah, I heard he was drunk. Yeah, I mean, during the whole thing, yeah. like he was drunk while they were, you know, it was it Riccio and Marcus Wright that were out there, I believe, or would remember that. I but. think that was, um, anyway, his, I can't remember if they did that or, so I don't want anybody to quote me on that for sure, but the, um, and then, so he was drunk, and they're either you know, breaking up a whatever, you know, people say it was a crack house. I think it probably was. I don't, oh, I yeah. don't you know. But um, but he was out there drunk with some police officers. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not something that's good. Well, the the, the, the mobile command van became a, a rolling bar. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember from those days. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, let's take a break real quick. Uh, when we come back, I I do want to talk about the lack of Jackson red lights a little bit because yeah. I got to experience that myself. But we're absolutely getting into the Trump. Supreme Court stuff, Joe Biden's lack of mental ability to be president, and more on The Clay Edwards Show.
Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, guys, you lucky dogs, y'all. If you got your Stonington Farm order in, they're going to be up here today. Uh, but, hey, you can still support one of our great sponsors, all of our great sponsors, um, Lakeland Glass and Tent. They've got a huge Mardi Gras special going on right now. I'm going to be at a Mardi Gras parade tonight in Brandon. Uh, they got a huge Mardi Gras special going on right now. It is 50% off on Expel ceramic coatings. It is 40% off on Expel ceramic window tent. I mean, that's how you keep the heat out. It's the ceramic that does it. And it is 30% off on paint protection film by Expel, of course. Lakeland Glass and Tent is the number one Expel installer in the country. They won installer of the year. Right here, man. Support our local boys doing good. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent. Of course, they got you covered for all your window tinting, home car, or business. And they got you covered for all your windshield and glass, vehicle glass replacement. You know, we don't talk about that that part enough over here. We promote the other stuff so much. And, of course, they can wrap your vehicle, turn it into a rolling billboard as well. So check them out. Get a quote today, Lakeland Glass and Tent. Dot com located right there in Flowood, Mississippi, at two different locations. The windshield repair is on Lakeland Drive, and the window tent and wrap shop and ceramic coating shop is right there on Flowood Drive, kind of right across the street from River Oaks Emergency Room. There, it is always going to be River Oaks to me. They wrapped my truck last fall. It's, I mean, it looks great. It does. I was looking at it uh, the other day, Wednesday when you were here. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it again. We were standing out there talking. Like, man, that's really holding up well. Yeah, did a good you job. Know. Yep. All right, let's dive into this. The red light thing. Yeah, let's hit that real quick. Do we have any? No. So I decided, I went and ate lunch at Martin's yesterday. Mm. And then I just kind of, I had to run up to Reliable Rental Equipment. Shout out to those guys. I had to run up there and see them for a minute. Then we came back down from Meadowbrook, mm-hmm. down North State, through Fondren. Um, then we... Decided, Rob, I look at the sun and sand sign. More to the story here. Okay. Yeah. Man, it looks really great. It does. It looks phenomenal. I mean, it's just, it is beautiful. Y'all need to get by there and see it. The whole, the whole lot, but they did. Just the park. I know it's weird to talk so well about a parking lot, but it just looks nice. And unfortunately, you know, Jackson has a history of tearing down iconic uh, buildings like the Lamar Theater and whatnot to turn things into parking garages. But they did keep the main part, the lobby. Of the building, the old sun and sand, it's going to be used for, I guess, events, weddings, parties, oh. so on and so forth. I didn't even do that. Okay. Yep. I'm definitely thinking that if I ever throw an actual Save Jackson party, mm-hmm. it's got to be there. I think I so. I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. But but I say all that to say, as we were riding around downtown Jackson, let me quote my, let me channel my inner Chip Matthews, downtown Jackson. Sean, there's no red lights. And these aren't just broken ones hanging. There's just, the whole system is down. Well, you remember what Chokeway said, right? Well, 30, it's on the 30, list of infrastructure repairs. Yep. When I got, I don't know if you were listening the other day, I was talking about this. And I said, one of the things that's hung up in Sean's crawl is the fact about the red lights. It drives me crazy. And, and then, I, then I remembered he said, they haven't been replaced in 30 years. Well, that's right about the time these particular folks took over the city. And they haven't replaced the red lights since they've been in control. Um, 
much we'll call it. It's been thirty years. Yeah, that, that's what he said, wasn't it? Yeah. Thirty years, like early nineties, late eighties, or something like that. Yeah, it, well, it was his way. I, I, to me, it blew up in his face. Mm-hmm. It was his way of trying to pass the buck back to previous administrations. Okay, but anyway, I had to catch myself sometimes. It's his way of trying to pass the buck back on previous administrations. But man, I would just think that that should be. That should just be in the budget every yeah. every ten years or so, just like you're supposed to keep your water pipes fixed. I just don't. I, I, I hate sometimes, you know, that we're it's not a podcast, and I can't really use the language I'd like. I know, but I but almost dropped an F bomb. It, it's a it's a red light. Like, how is that? I just don't know. I never thought that I'd live somewhere where a city. Just something you don't think about. Like, oh, the red light goes out. They change it. It, it works. That kind of thing. It's not something that just creeps into your consciousness that the that they're not going to replace well, Sean, the red lights. Sean, like I just don't get it. It just I know it's my thing that I I, I Well in Rankin in Rankin County that's how we look at water too. Yeah. It's like oh. it's just something that works. <laughs> it's just something that just goes through. I mean, but especially, you know, I understand the water stuff. I, I I get it with Jackson, but the the red light, it's it's a red light. I mean, what's I mean, what's is there anything even more simple than that that you can think of? Kim Wade brought up a great point on his show the other day. He said um, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, when white boy Bob handed y'all the keys to the city, you just assumed everything just did itself. Is that what, what Kim calls white people, white boy Bob? <laughs> but the, it's, it's your, uh, like your, your busy bodies, your guys at work and okay. get things done. You know, so that's his character. That's his character, white boy that, Bob. You know, like the water department. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted Hennepin? Yeah. White boy Bob. He calls him white boy Bob. Okay. So... He said, man, what did y'all think happened? That all this stuff just did itself magically? He's like, it, it takes process. It takes steps. It takes procedure. It takes actually getting out there and doing stuff. You know, a public works department in Jackson. Jackson's in need of a public works department. Worse yeah. than it is an overhaul of JPD. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, actually, if I was, you know, the city administration, I'd be like, okay, look, uh, can we just have Capitol Police patrol the entire city, give them primary jurisdiction, and we'll focus on public works? Because yep. obviously, we're at the stage where we can't replace a traffic signal. And, you know, when you're at that level of dysfunction, it's kind of like you got to build the build a thing from the ground up. Yeah. You know, that's the, I mean, I, I, I go back to this conversation with Doug Shanks, Fred Shanks' dad, all the time. Mm-hmm. First interview I ever did with anybody, and he said it was it wasn't even on the radio. It was just long form podcast, three hours. I said, Doug, how do we save Jackson? He said, Man, you got to just pick one house on one street, and literally it's brick by brick, yeah, and just start working out. There is no mass, there's no mass project, and we being realistic. It's a good advice. I agree you know, with it. Being realistic, unless mm-hmm. you get like this government money for the water and you can do a mm-hmm. mass thing at one time, fix the one traffic signal. Yeah, just fix and then one. go to the next one. You know, let's just do let's do that. Start a traffic signal and like a project right now. Like Chokeway, please just do that and do nothing else for 2024. Just but, fix the traffic signals. And here here's what really got me more fired up about this last night than even riding through them yesterday and none of them working. Mm-hmm. There's clearly a master one that's broken to have all the other ones broken. Like Christmas tree lights? Yes. that, that, that gotta, That's got to be what's going on downtown because most of them aren't broken and hanging down. There's there's some master. Because you know, all that has to be timed together and it's, a big, it's yeah. a big ordeal. And I don't expect any of these people who currently run the city to understand how to uh, program traffic, light, traffic lights to properly not screw traffic up. But here's what really, really got the sand in my crawl. Mm. <laughs> 
I cannot find a clean way to say the word I want to that, that is even acceptable for radio. Don't show them, don't try. Okay, I won't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is WLBT last night, there's a big article. It's got a picture of that damn convention center. Yeah, and it, it says, City Seeking Developers for Convention Center Hotel and Mixed-Use Development. The audacity of these people to try to lure in some kind of development in the very area. Right here, the, it pictured in here is a photo of the planetarium. Yeah, I've got it up. And in that that intersection right there, and the and everyone going up, what is that, Pascagoula? Yeah. Pascagoula, not a damn red light works. No. And they want to try to, they're seeking developers for a convention center hotel and mixed-use project when they can't even get the red lights working and there's no plan in place to attempt to. Yeah, I mean, I think you and I have talked about this before, but I've been I've talked to people for years and who agree with this point. Like, we don't need any fun stuff. I'm going to use the word fun stuff. Yeah. Quality of life stuff. Yeah, like the you know, the planetarium or I know there was probably or whatever. Anything like that. A zoo. Like no fun. Like no fun in Jackson. Let's put it that way. No fun in Jackson until you can fix a traffic signal. Like what you could once you do that, and then you know that you we worry about crime and then the roads. Once you do that, then we can start thinking about recreation. You know what I mean? But I don't want any recreation until basic stuff is fixed and the money goes to that. If you can't do that, then it's not. It's kind of like you know, telling a kid to have time out until they do their homework. Do your homework and then you can go do whatever you want to do. You know, I mean, I don't have any kids, but I see people do that. But I'm just saying, like you know, it's 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 time out here for a second. Do this, and then we can go have fun. We got a great text on the Guns of Good text line from Joe. He says, uh, you know, in reference to chalk lines, that's a, that's our pet name for chalk wave. Everybody doesn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Kim, Kim Wade, I believe Kim Wade started it. He just. Um, in reference to chalk lines, you have to remove the cancer before you can ever have a chance to recover from cancer. Mm-hmm. And that looking, yeah. and that is a great analogy. You you got to start somewhere. That's the first brick, in my opinion. You've got to replace him with a what, what do they call the, the, the what do they call the the, the corner you, you need a cornerstone you need a mm. new cornerstone and you've got to replace the one we have it, it broke yeah i mean and we got you know one year to do it or a little bit over one year to do it and uh and it's and i know it seems like wow it's gonna be 2025 next year and like this thing is coming up and if you're uh, the texture's right if if it's not done it, you know then we're going to be stuck until almost the next decade of decline until we get to the 2030s. I mean, and, and we're, we're, I mean, this is this is the kind of thing. This is what we're talking about when you think about it that way. And these Democrats that run cities like Jackson, Mississippi, they try to fail forwards. They, it's like the water thing. You know, you Sean, you know good and well that Chalkway in 25 is going to run on. I got the water fixed. Oh yeah, by oh, yeah. sitting on my hands and it messing up so bad that Big Daddy Federal Government. Had to come in and fix it. He is going to take credit for the system failing on his watch so badly that the government came in and get it fixed. And here's what's even worse: there's a large portion. I just refer to them as chalkway voters because they are not like your average smart voter mm-hmm. that are going to hear that and be like, "The man's right. He got it fixed." Can't yeah. argue facts. I think you're right. I think he's definitely going to run on that. Did you read um, the article about 
this came out in the New York Times this week. I think Sarah Fowler wrote it that about the um, Siemens whole thing. The thing to do with Siemens. Now I saw that. Admittingly, I've been very busy this week and haven't done a, 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 an exorbitant amount of reading. Well, yeah, I'll just do real quick. The, you know, in that the Siemens stuff is, of course, before Chokeway's time. So I'm not, you know, gonna you can't really throw this on him. Uh, you you can blame the settlement issue, and that's another issue on that when they settled actually settled the case. The um, the city of Jackson apparently Macomb was warning them that this was going to be a problem. And they just didn't pay attention. That's what I mean. I'll have to read the article again, but that's what Which, I remember taking from it. Like, they just didn't pay attention that this could have been an issue. Huh. All right. And if you guys want to text in the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Did you want to – was that it? No, that's it. it was, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back with Sean Yerkron on The Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show here on the R-A-A-D-O. What did Kid Rock say? R-O-A-D-O. I'm assuming he's spelling radio. R-O-A-D-O. That ain't how you spell radio, though. But I don't know how you spell ball with the ball either, so neither here nor there. Uh, Michigan education. What can I say? All right. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. Guys, get out to Guns and Gear this weekend. Wow. I mean, I don't know if I'm the best. I just remember, Sean, I'm trying to think if I'm, if I'm a good gun salesman by selling it through fear. But, I mean, Obama was a great gun salesman. Hillary Clinton potentially winning the president was a great gun salesman. People bought through the fear of not being able to buy anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I figure that I'll sell through the fear of it's Jackson. Getting, Jackson. And, 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 frankly, when we get into this national content here that or definitely top of the next hour that – that people need to be very aware of their surroundings. I mean, we're sitting here this morning, and we'll go back to Jackson. I got a notification from WLBT. What does it say here? Um, about dead people and shot people. Yeah, one killed, one injured during Jackson shooting on a Covington Park Drive at 11.50 last night. Do you see about the – I said you last, late last night the 15-year-old got charged with capital murder. I was just going to say the same thing. You got a 15-year-old charged with capital murder, which just cl- – Sean, clarify for me. That does, in fact, mean that they could pursue the death penalty, Well, not right? on, no, not on a minor. Not on a minor. Okay, so no, even no, if he's charged as an adult, yeah, yeah. you can't – that, no, oh, that's minor. right. Yeah. That's right. That's why that jackass got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Which uh, one? The, the one – the one that would have been in jail for twenty years for killing his uh his stepmom and dad, and I've had I've had oh that. yeah well that was yeah I think because they changed they the changed the law, changed it they changed the law I forget remember well, that was, no that was based on life without parole. right you couldn't give a minor life without you parole. cannot but uh, yeah. they're also not eligible for the death penalty as far as I remember they're not eligible yeah. for the death penalty but um the um yeah you could they changed the law where the Supreme Court I think it was around I forget what year they changed that uh, where they just you had to give them you couldn't do that so. uh, by the way. Guys, you know, I, his name is eluding me off the top of my head. You know, I've talked about it at nauseum. Uh, we interviewed the, the, the victim's son, the, the, the family that was fighting, Zeno, uh, Zeno Williams, Zeno, um, the guy that they released that killed his mom, that killed Zeno's mom and, and, uh, his own father and deca- uh, then, that poisoned him. That didn't work. Then he sh- decided to shoot him, and then he cut him up and put him in a garbage bag and or garbage cans. Took him out to Shallow Park. That guy. I want to make sure I paint that picture for you. That guy that some local churches around here got behind to help get out of jail because he had turned his life around and found Jesus in jail. You know. And then I've done multiple shows about how about how he um had got a DUI 
in Pearl. Mm-hmm. I even had even had a local business owner in Pearl and in Brandon reach out to me, mad at me because I was making such a big deal out about it. And told me that he in fact did not get a DUI. He was that it, I was lying. I said, well, I know that Pearl was lying, so therefore I was lying by proxy. Anyway, he got sent. He got a he got violation of parole. He's going back for at least a year. Oh, is he? Is that what it is? Yep. Yep. Going back for at least a year. And um, he, I don't think that, he got drunk and ran in that ditch, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Hey, apparently, if I, if I read it right, he worked at the oil change place that he wrecked in front of. The mm-hmm. cops come in there and say, uh, whose car is that in the ditch? And they pointed at him and his the, the articles in his office. So he was a uh, that that tells me you were day drinking, huh? Yeah. Hey, look, I um I pulled up a stat. I didn't know this. So before they the Supreme Court decided that juveniles were not eligible for the death penalty mm-hmm. in two thousand five, seventy one people on death row were were juveniles at that time. So two percent of all a death row population of the United States was were juveniles. So, I wonder if that would be if that if they hadn't changed the law. So they got their what is it called? Commuted got their commuted. Yeah, I guess life. they yeah I guess they commuted life or whatever they did. I don't know each one how you know the states did at that, but something like that. Because I'm guessing happen. you don't go from from being on death row to commuted to just finishing out your sentence. Yeah, I, I mean there's a process for that. I would yeah I, I guess they would have a new sentencing hearing is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or you could be eligible for life without parole or just life yeah. depends on the state law. Um. We're going to take a call here in just a second. I'm not sure who it is, but I want to finish up this Guns and Gear read. Uh, guys, the world is crazy. Buy some guns and go do it at Guns and Gear. But they're way more than just a gun store. They can take care of all of your gunsmithing and Cerakoting needs as well. They just got a huge allotment of world-class, awesome stuff in that you've only seen in magazines and online. Check it out, gunsandgearms.com. They're also the home of No Limit Ammo and guys in a bind. Uh, bought too many guns, don't have enough ammo? I just need a little extra cash. They will buy your guns, too. Uh, so no need to run into a pawn shop or anything like that. Just run out to Guns and Gear, Highway 51 North, Gluckstadt, Mississippi, right there at Yandell Road. That's Guns in Gear. Proud sponsors of the Guns and Gear text line. I think my caller may have hung up. Let's see. Hey, call you there? Yep, they hung up. All right. Sean, we got about three minutes here. There's no point in just jumping knee-deep into a new topic. Yep. All right, here's the call to call him back. Uh-huh. I know this is riveting radio. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to call back? Hey, hey you're on there. Call or turn, yeah, turn your radio down. I can hear you repeating. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Caller, since I know you have your radio on, please, when you call back, cut your radio off. Let's take a break real quick. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We took a little earlier break there, so we got about five minutes to spend with you guys for the top of that hour. Hey, Sean, let's stay on this Jackson stuff yep. for just a minute. We're top of the hour, guys. We're, we're going. We're jumping straight into um, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, all that. Now stuff. that we know who the Mexican president is, oh, yeah. that he's from Egypt, <laughs> that we could, we're, we're good to go. Hey, you know, Logan, I don't, I don't get that joke because I missed all that. Okay, yesterday. I'll tell you. Let's, uh, but I'll catch you. Let's take a call. All right, caller, you're finally on the air. <laughs> hey, are y'all sure that he can run again? I thought we had term limits for our mayor. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. The only, the Let's only check that out. 
the governor is the only person limited by term limits in the state of Mississippi. Harvey Johnson was okay. mayor three times. You, I still think you need to check that out. I, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Harvey I mean, Johnson was mayor for twenty something years. Three. He ran in 1997, 2001. He won. He won twice then. Then he Frank beat him in 05, and then he won in 09. So he was mayor three times. Mayor yeah. uh, Harvey Johnson right. was. Hello. Okay. Yeah, Miss Betty, we appreciate you. No, there's not a term limit on the on no. mayor, as far as I know. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we just like I know Harvey Johnson was mayor 100 percent three times. I was told. I don't know how true this is because we we haven't had a in my lifetime that I'm aware of. We haven't had a lieutenant governor stay in office for more than two terms without mm-hmm. trying to become governor. Yeah, but I but I, I was told that lieutenant governor can run. Can they? I don't I don't recall. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I guess a quick Google search would answer. This you guys question, can get Delbert but, forever. I, man, somebody <laughs> said do. the other day that he's there's some whispers that he may try to run for governor. I wanted to throw myself off from the top of the Capitol. I saw something on Kingfish's site where I, th- I didn't think he was because he's 76 years old, by the way, which apparently in today's politics you he's know forever. means you're 40. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's you can run right forever. Age, time to be the, the leader of whatever. Yeah, and uh, he, he wrote a – he made some statement that said, we will look at it at this time. And it when I read it, I said, oh, man, he's running. Like, when, the way like, I read it, I was like, Well, that's running. what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some whispers that, that you know, mm-hmm. when he got elected, he said this was it. But apparently what happened was he looked at the the results from election night and saw that he got more Republican votes than anybody else in the state. Yeah, I think he did. That's right. I was like, man, I'm popular. I mean, sounds like he might be. Man, you know, look, you know, I know, he knows, she knows, everybody knows that the Democrats got out and voted for him against Chris. Oh, uh, well, I don't I mean, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have to look at that. Yeah, that's on a bad point. It could happen. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, because that was not a legitimate. I forgot that's a primary. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think. It wasn't in general. I don't know. I have to look at that. It'll be interesting to look at how so. many Democrats went in there and switched over to vote. I mean, that, you're right. I mean, that could have happened. I don't. I just don't know. Yeah. Let's see here. Guys, I'm, y'all blowing me up with these, uh, these shirt buys. I got a little PayPal notification here. I like um, that. It was like Christmas morning. Go ahead. Okay, no, I'm just going to say, yeah. So, no, that, could, that definitely could happen. It'd be interesting to see. But I did read that on Kingfish's site, and uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Because before, I was told by somebody that there's no way he's going to run. You know, he's not. He's indicated that he's not going to do it. He's pretty old. And Man, I saw him walking through the Capitol the other day. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I give a free plug on something real quick? Sure. Fred Shanks and I had lunch at the Capitol the other day. Uh, and I, I don't know if the other guy wants his name mentioned or not, so I won't. But... Did you have you ever ate at that little cafe there below, yeah. below the stairs? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's ran or leased out now by the Hallamals. Okay, is it now? Yeah, so you can go there and get a Hallamals muffaletta. I got the red beans and rice. Oh man, if you if you're near the Capitol for any reason, that that little restaurant that's under the front stairs, yeah, is really good. It's really good and it's really neat in there. It reminds me of like the Biscuit Company over in Vicksburg. Oh man, that place is good. Just the the way it's set up, the the columns, all the brick and this mm-hmm. that and the other. I am um, I saw a picture speaking of Delbert of him like at the cafe like he put out there like I'm hanging at the cafe. Did you see that? Uh, but what I was going to say about Delbert when I saw him the other day at the Capitol, man, he's he's walking like hunchback and stuff. He just looks old. I mean, he he is old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's our but that's our uh, that's our political reality these days. You can be old and, you know, it's just it, the sky's the limit, I guess. Well, we got, we got about until 30, you die. Yeah, you know? got about twenty <laughs> seconds here. I want to say this: I think after this Trump Biden race, whatever, however that ends, and I think after this next four years in Mississippi, mm-hmm. there's too much young talent, too many big guns coming up. It's going to be hard to fight, at least local, statewide. I don't want to speak on nationally, but statewide, yeah, it's a lot of big guns from Michael Watson to Shad White 
Dandy Gibson gonna be coming for it. Oh, you're right. You're you're 100 right. It's gonna be um. It's gonna be. There's so many like people that are qualified to run for governor that are gonna run next time. That you're hopefully it's not gonna be somebody that's 4,000 years old like we have nationally now. And you know, I mean, come on, it's time for man. It's time for this. It's time for our generation. We're the Gen Xers. Like it's, you know, this is this is come on. This yeah, is getting it, ridiculous. And, and we're we're off air at this point, but we're still yeah. recording. Yeah, it's time for the boomers to set aside. It is. It's time for them to to just give it up. They need to go home like my dad and play golf and drink whiskey. Yeah. Like, that's what he does, and he's very happy. Yeah, you know, I mean, th- th- they created a lot of nonsense for our generation and and younger ones. Give us mm-hmm. a chance to fix this. We're the last generation that lived in America prior to the Internet. Mm-hmm. And see what mistakes were made. Give us a chance to fix it before we hand it off to Gen Z. And it's our future, too. It's not their yeah. future. They've had their future. Yeah. It's our future. Let us let us direct it. Yeah, if you're 80 you know? years old and you didn't plan well enough for being 80, I hate it for you, but let, let, us, let us come in and try to fix this. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Boom goes the dynamite part due. Here we go. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yerk Run here on 103.9 FM.com. It's a finally Friday, a free-for-all Friday, a fun Friday. Sean, what's something else that you can rhyme with? What's got two Fs that we can – or what's got an F that we can put in front of Friday? It's, it's don't – no cuss words. I see. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just now okay, well, now I can't is, talk. Is it, is it an F I and mean, – is yeah. it an F and Friday? F and Friday. F and Friday. We can do that. Put my whole vocabulary from in there. It's a Fafo Friday? Five. Yeah. Like F- oh, how about you want to F around and not find out Friday? Like, that's what we should try to do. F around and not find out. I made a video the other day for my Instagram to kind of bolster a little bit. And I was telling the story about how about how DJ Scrap Dirty and Kamikaze had uh, told me I wasn't going to make a, ever make a penny with this Save Jackson stuff. Yeah. And they were going to make sure of it. Mm-hmm. And how that, that's been the fuel that has fired this whole, this whole thing. Okay. And I said, I guess really what happened was... I effed around and found out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess you did. I effed around and I found out they ain't crap, and uh, now I'm bigger than they are. Yeah, I mean, I did see I did see Kamikaze post something on uh, Facebook that I meant to send to you now. I can't remember what it was. It was something about Drake and videos. I don't know what this Drake video thing is going on. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Apparently, Drake posted some video. Everybody's talking about it, and I haven't even looked at it yet because I'm old and don't really care. I brought Drake. <laughs> you to, know, I brought I brought Drake to Jackson. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. we did him. At, did him at my club, and he's still here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he didn't. He didn't leave. I remember when when uh, Drake and Chakwe finally got a picture beside each other. Oh yeah. The first uh, the first thing that came to mind, I think it was a Cat Williams skit about how a Chrysler 300 really do look like a Bentley until you see one beside a Bentley. Yeah. And I, so I posted a picture and I said, a Chrysler 300 really do look like a Bentley until you get beside a Bentley and it's still just a Chrysler 300. Hmm. Gotcha. That's funny. So anyway, this segment brought to you by <laughs> Martin's downtown guys, get out there, enjoy the plate lunch. I went yesterday, uh, me and my buddy Corey, I made him get the country fried steak. We were, we each ate about half of it. It was that big, not because it wasn't good. I was like, man, if I was going anywhere, if I was going home from here, I would have taken it to go with me. I didn't want to make his truck smell like smell like country fried steak for a week. He's He got lucky. Anyway, get over there. Tonight is ribeye steak night at Martin's downtown. They're open every day, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. right there on the corner of North State Street and Pearl Street. I think they're having a big uh, 
like a pig roast or some kind of thing for the yeah, Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, got it pulled up here. Thank you. It is a big pig roast. They do a big old party down there on Super Bowl Sunday. If you're looking for something to get out and do, get out to Martin's. Let me just read the uh, caption here. It says, uh, we're serving up the ultimate pig skin. Uh, that's, 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 I see what they did there. The mm. ultimate pig skin on the most important football day of the year. It's our Super Bowl Sunday pig roast. Just waiting for you to score a juicy plate. $14 a plate and all proceeds from the pig roast go to a non-profit hogs for a cause. Now, doesn't that feel good? That does feel good. Mm-hmm. That does feel good. Let's see here. Let me, uh, let me see if I can find out who's playing tonight. Um, okay, sorry. I, I, I can't quite see who is playing tonight. But look, check, the, check their website out. Martin's downtown. JXN.com. And uh, again... The menu is as good as – I'll put their menu up against anybody. All right, so Hayden Hunter and the and the yearly trials will be at Martin's tonight. Hayden Hunter and the yearly trials. I know his father, Ellis. Anyway, get down there. Check them out. Martin's downtown. JXN.com. Oh, let's see here. All right, Sean. We – we're gonna let's talk about this Biden stuff. Yeah, that's where we got to go, right? I mean, it's it's you know there was there's been so much news this week nationally that and it and it looked like at the beginning of the week it was kind of like a good week for the Democrats that were kind of trending and then slowly slowly and then this happened yesterday afternoon. I was at work and, and this kind of just came out of the blue, right? I, yeah, I didn't know it was coming, so I had you know I got this TV mounted in my office and you know I usually have the news on and it comes across and I'm like special oh clears Biden what's what's it gonna say and then they and then this. And I had CNN on, actually, and they had the anchor start reading it. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, it was just so bad. Abort mission. I, like, abort. Like, what do we say? Like, it was – and I was like – so then I just kind of stopped everything I was doing. I was like, I've got to, you know, dig into this. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then Biden eventually gave a, a press conference yesterday afternoon in, you know, response to this. And I, that made it ten times worse. I have some audio queued up from that press conference of him sounding really – Really bad. Let's see here. We got we got about three different clips. This is the first one. It's about thirty seconds. This is him getting very angry because you know people with dementia they get very angry when they get frustrated. This is <laughs> definitely that scientific fact. There mm, they, they also like ice cream. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, Google it. I don't know. <clears throat> Google wouldn't lie. All right, here we go. When you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental She's acuity. The they say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What What is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Did he say I'm not the most qualified I, person? I think, he, said, I, I think he got that right. Why does it have to be you now? What What is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Because I'm, I'm not as qualified the person. I, I thought he said he was the most qualified, but let's, let's one more time. Okay. That you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What What is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States. I mean, we know what he's trying to say. Yeah. But it sounds like he's saying I'm not to me. Um, I, I, got, I got two more short clips here. Yeah. That's a, one of these may be redundant. I'm not 100% sure. I was trying to set this up during the break. Y'all bear with us. Raise that. Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. 
Let me tell you something. Hold on, let me tell you something. Real Some quick, of your comments. I wear. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said he's so he's referring to his mental capacities. Is it's, that what he's referring to? Yeah, there is referring it, to the document. I can't. I don't it's, know. It says it's none of their damn business. I think his mental. Well, either or. Yeah, either or. Right. Either or. Yeah, okay. True. Uh, either or. It's definitely America's business. And when you just when you you've told us it's our business if it's about the documents because of what they're doing with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell us that's not about the government's business. And when you do the same thing, it suddenly not be about the government's business. Yeah. All right. Let's finish it real quick. It's the day he died. Every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Maybe he was talking about Bo Biden. Every- he freezes up right here, y'all. It's it, it's sad. If, if, I, if, if I had a shred of sympathy for Joe Biden, this would be sad to watch. But I Memorial don't. Day, we hold a service remembering him attending... All right, we got one more clip here. This is a short one. I think that, uh, as you know... Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. They talk about Gaza there. So, sorry. So, does does every does every foreign dignitary's name be Sisi and BB? What are the odds? I guess they're almost like Southern grandmas and grandpas, yeah, right? <laughs> like Mimi and. TT and Papa and all that stuff. All right, so so Joe Joe's. Can we agree, Sean, that his mental? I mean, let's let's remove our politics. I mean, can, I don't think can, I've ever disagreed we, with that. I think it's yeah. very. I mean, I don't know that you'd have ever disagreed about that. It's a. It's been obvious to everyone. I think. Um, you know, and let, let me just set this up. What happened for people that are listening that don't know? So. There was a special um, counsel appointed to investigate Joe Biden's handling of classified documents, and it was a man named Robert Hur was who was a um, Trump appointee to um, the U.S. Attorney's Office, and then Merrick Garland, the current Attorney General, appointed him to investigate this as special counsel, like independent counsel. And after a year investigation, when they conducted about 147 interviews, I think it was, and countless documents that they reviewed. They chose not to – his recommendation not to indict the president on mishandling the documents. And the reason that they chose this is because you know, what he said was that you – know, I'll quote him here. Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did in our interview with him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Um, it was you – know, and the problem – he said that Biden – couldn't remember things like when his term as vice president started or where it ended, when his son died. It just he called basically, himself the vice president again the other day. I think so. And, you know, and this also, I don't know if everybody remembers, this is a week where he's made several mix-ups, one referring to the French president as Mitterrand, who died in 1996, and then the former uh, German president or prime minister, Helmut Kohl, who actually died in 2007. He made those kind of missteps that actually that occurred earlier in the week. And then now this, you've got the special counsel saying, essentially, like, this is a thing that we use in court, like whether you're competent to stand trial. And he's saying here, the way I'm taking it, the president, in his opinion, was not competent to stand trial. And what that means is like, do they um, know the difference between right and wrong? And are they effectively able to um, assist their defense attorney? And do they understand the nature and the purpose of the legal proceedings against them? That's kind of what I thought he was saying there. And then he also would be sympathetic towards a jury. So, you know, really, Clay, uh, 
Joe Biden would have been better off being indicted for this than what this says. In in my from a purely political standpoint, because at least he was indicted, he said, "Look, they're doing the same thing to me as they did to Trump, and it's a witch hunt from the it Republicans could, or it could actually, whatever." It could actually be played well. It could be played very well. But now you've got this report that says, "Yeah, he's just he's just not competent enough to to be prosecuted," and you know it's a devastating political blow to uh to president biden and it, then late then the the worst part was so he gave this responsible well, clips you were playing this responsive press conference and what he does and i watched it again last night he gets up there and he starts reciting things he had memorized you know like he like section 214 or whatever and he starts going through like you could tell he obviously practiced the stuff with staff prior to the thing and it reminded me of and i know this is you know we're dating ourselves here but in 2000 they as saturday Night live did these debates with um you know George W. Bush and Al Gore and Will Ferrell infamously played George W. Bush, and it was a it was a recreation of the second debate. In the first debate, George W. Bush had didn't know leaders of other countries' names. It was a big joke at that time that he couldn't recall leaders' names. Well, obviously, in the second debate, in real life, he'd actually practice names of, of people, and the, you know, and so like Will Ferrell mocked this on Saturday Night Live, and <laughs> and he would say like, um, you know, Jim Lehrer was doing the debate, and he would say, uh. Uh, like, uh, Governor Bush, uh, who was the, um, you know, like, what did you do when you went to Nigeria or whatever? And he said, well, I met with Asunbe Amagandro and Kandangwe Alango. And he'd go through all these Nigerian names. And then Jim went to Vice President Gore and asked him a question. And then <laughs> Governor Bush would raise his hand, you know, Will Ferrell's character and said, um, Jim, do you want to hear any more Nigerian names? You know, because <laughs> he would like, just because he memorized all these he'd names. He'd been practicing them. That's what it reminded me of listening to Biden. It's like they had practiced all these name or this stuff for him to remember but then he didn't even get that right because he was referring to the um president of egypt who's um abel al-sisi and he called him the president of mexico in this and this is like his response press conference to his memory issues that the special counsel's talking about and then he calls the president of egypt the president of mexico so it was a it's an absolute political disaster for him and I, there's just no way around it and with you know with a country that's already 70% says that they feel like he's too old to be president he has these constant missteps that we see things that he says you know this week again like a reference with um Francis Mitterrand and Helmut Kohl comments he made and now he's here so this is a this is a this is a breaking point clay i think at at this is uh, where you know they're gonna, the Democrats are gonna have to be full court press to get them off the ticket. That, that's my opinion. Let, let me ask this: You got a friend of yours, Will, who's yeah. very just kind of dying the wool, does as the Democrats say, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Now, Works you, with the, you, yeah. you have been able to talk him off cliffs sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. Have you talked to him about this? Yeah, we talked about it what, extensively what, so, yesterday. So you're you're really more in the middle yeah. than, than people want to give you credit for. Mm. Will's not. And, no, and, and no. neither am I. Yeah. On the other side. How, what is Will's thoughts? He was saying uh, last night. He's like, well, he's like, what are we going to do? I mean, what, 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 what? There's nothing you can do. It's, 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 it's inertia. He's got a point. What his point is this: the presidency is sheer inertia. And like, how do you like? You've already anybody. I'm whether you're Republican or Democrat. Once you're president, you want to stay president. Sure. You know, it's just like those people that say, "I'm not running for president because I want to spend time with well, my family." Uh, like Chocolate wants to stay mayor. Yeah, he wants to stay mayor. You've got power. And, you know, like people say, I'm not running any of them, any of them, you know, people run for office and then they don't run. They say, well, I'm going to stay because I want to spend more time with my family. Yeah, right. So you want to be dad and not president. I don't buy that. No one buys that. That's because you probably did something. That's the reason you're running for president. So nobody's going to give it up easily. And it's not just him. He's got a whole administration. They don't want to give it up. 
Like it's that power. So that's what you've got to break apart. Like how are you going to – that's the power structure of them and the inertia of that towards the nomination. That's that's the and that was Will's point. He's like he's like it's an unstoppable force. Like you can't just replace him. And my – of course I countered with this. In 1968, LBJ was up for re-election and he withdrew – during the primary season. Now, he withdrew voluntarily, and at that time, Bobby Kennedy and I think it's Hubert Humphrey, right, or, or Eugene McCarthy, I can't remember. Anyway, the um, were running, and of course, Bobby Kennedy was killed that year in, at the day of the California primary. But um, but LBJ withdrew. Right? So there's historical precedence for it on the year of the election. In 1968 was election year. Obviously, um, Richard Nixon won that election overwhelmingly. But well, the, uh, I, I think we, I think a lot of people agree that Trump's going to win this election overwhelmingly, especially if it's against Biden. I mean, I think this, you if know, you're power hungry, you may want to try to get a, a suitable candidate in there that's got a puncher's chance against Trump. Well, yeah, I, I think you know this really, this to me, this this could do it. <laughs> this is that bad. Yeah. This is that bad. But you know, if you look at the generic ballot, a generic Democrat. Of course, taking it like beats Trump, if you look at the generic ballot. So they're better off. I'm not saying it's going to beat Trump. That's yeah. just what the generic ballot says. So if they're better off with anybody other than Biden, any, literally anybody that's yeah. a Democrat than they are right now with this kind of stuff. And, you know, the point was 70, when you got 70% of the public, forget about what you like Biden's policies. You don't like them. You think he's done a good job. You don't. It doesn't matter. It, he could do the best job ever this year. But the perception is that he is not up to the job, and you can't you can't beat that. That's not going to change, and it's not like they're doing anything. It's getting worse. So I, that's that's a perception problem that he's got that he just cannot overcome, and that's where I guess you know, for lack of a better word, the, the Democrats have to come come to Jesus meeting with him and say, you know, you got to go. I don't think that he's going to though. I, I know everybody's like, well, this is the time. I don't think he's going to. But don't forget, we'll don't forget twenty twenty. I think. The uh, the Democrats uh, edited, you know, did some work on the twenty fifth amendment, mm-hmm. made some changes, so they could. Did they? Re- I can't remember. I yeah, mean. Pelosi and that bunch. Was it? Did that actually pass though? Because yeah. you have to have all this. I don't. I don't I have to look it up. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Check, check that out during the break. Mm-hmm. But I want to say the twenty fifth amendment has been freshened up, where they can get rid of the president that's a little a, easier. That's another issue. I'm glad you brought that up. Hold hold that thought. Sure. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, if you're out car shopping this weekend, get down to Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs. Go see my friend, Mr. Brian Schufelt, running that running that operation down there. Good, God-fearing man. I've uh, known Brian for about, shoot, man, 12, 13 years, give or take. Just a good, good dude. I didn't know he was running that place till uh, Miss Mary Jo Perry corrected me on something the other day. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. Anyway, get down there. If you're looking for a vehicle, and specifically in that ten to 20000 range, something that's going to be good, dependable, you know, it's going to have a little bit more miles, but it's going to have been recon, checked out right, any repairs that need to be made, made. That's going to be your place. Also, they do indeed have cash cars, but, man, they don't last long. So you gotta get, you got to be on top of it. Also. Also, they have financing available for every credit situation. Good, bad, ugly, Jackson pothole size, whatever. If you if you got a job, you're most likely going to leave in a car. You're going to need a little bit more down payment. I'm just going to tell you from my personal experience. You can't, you know, it's like being ugly and mean if you're a girl. 
You can't be both. You know, if you got bad credit, you're going to have to have some money down. It just is what it is. Just be prepared is all I'm telling you. That was, I improvised there that it's not on this ad read. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point. Yeah, people with bad credit, man, I feel sorry for you. You know, man, I ain't got no money down. I got bad credit. Well, man, you can't be both. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have to figure out something. Uh, anyway, get down there this weekend, Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Shop them online, mercyhouseautocenter.com. And you know what's great about them is, of course, you can donate your vehicle, too, and get a tax write-off, running or not. As long as you've got a clear title, you're going to get a tax write-off on it. My 1099 folks out there, my business owners, uh, you got a fleet of vehicles. Don't worry about selling that nonsense on uh, Facebook Marketplace or any of that or having to deal with 50 people. Contact Brian and the team down there at Mercy House Auto Center. Get it donated. Get you a nice tax write-off. Uh, just missed being able to get it in last year, but you're going to need to file your taxes this year. Go ahead and take advantage of it now. And look, all this goes to help put fathers back in homes and beat addiction by funding the Mercy House Teen Challenge Rehabilitation Center. And that, my friends, is putting your money where your mouth is. All right, Sean, let's take Adam's call real quick. Yep. Hey, dude, sorry to mean to leave you on hold that long, but we were rolling. Yeah. Sean, I want to ask you something. Do you think Joe Biden's got dementia? Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I... I Assume something like that, right? Dementia, early onset, or not early. I guess he's 81, so it wouldn't be early Alzheimer's. Some some sort of mental impairment, though. I mean, it just I mean, just based on observation. Is dementia and Alzheimer's not the same I, thing? I, you know, I had a conversation with a friend on the drive over here. Yeah, they're different. And a friend of mine and I were talking on the drive over here that his mother's got it, and she's, you know, she's like almost 90. We were talking about the ages, because sometimes Alzheimer's, you can have early onset and it's starting like in your fifties or so, and something like that. But um, it's a different; it's it's just a different thing. But I, but I don't know. One of the two, I would assume. I, I don't know, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how to evaluate that. But it's it's obviously okay, some so sort of mental impairment, I would think. How come? Well, who are they got? Here's what what I think it is. They got to put Kamal. They know Kamal has no snowball chance. Right. Yeah. Besides them, who's next? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, they're going to have to go through that analysis. There's a, yeah, I know that, you know, you'll hear a lot of things like Gavin Newsom and, and I don't, but I don't think that that's going to be the, the, be the I possibility. Think it's it's going to have to be Gavin Newsom. Who else is it going to be? Um, well, there's, you, you know, there's other people think like. Think about this. You get him in front of, you get RFK Jr. on the left, Biden in the middle and Trump on the right. He will have a nervous breakdown the first 20 minutes of the first debate. It wouldn't last that long. You talking about Biden, you mean? Biden wouldn't. I don't, mean, I don't think they'd... Is RFK going to be invited to no. debates? I don't know. No. Yes, yes. He, yeah, yeah, he has qualified. He has qualified for the debates. Okay. That's right. Okay. I, didn't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Biden ain't, Biden ain't debating. <laughs> I mean, I think he... Man, that's a good point. I don't know. Dude, you know? He doesn't, that's, that's, that's a tradition that's went on. Well, for, he declined the Super Bowl. A, probably. He declined the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm telling you, he ain't got it in. They, it doesn't... It doesn't Look, man, you, if you think that anybody on their side cares if he debates or not, for the most part, you ain't been paying attention. They, what about the, 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 it's the not rules, independence, Clay. They don't care. Like, well, like, I think with this report, he may have lost a lot of independent. I, I just don't see how he would. Now, I'm not saying those votes are going straight to Trump. They may go to RFK. But, um, and Trump still has you know a, a significant gender problem. But I think the um, – that, that is definitely, when you're talking about independent voters, this kind of report is so damaging that that this could push them, you know, completely to Trump and to RFK. I, I, I think RFK. I, I know there's some people that say that this bit RFK hurts Trump, I, and, and, and to, to a point it does, but he hurts Biden so much worse. 
he hurts he hurts Trump right now. But when they really start to get uh, policy talk, when it comes to abortion, the environment, then then people are going to shift towards him from Biden's camp. It's not going to be from Trump's. Yeah, right, that's just well, my I, personal opinion. Well, I just think you got a lot. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, thanks. I think you got a lot of sane people. I know we love to joke about Democrats all being crazy. <laughs> I think you got a lot of sane people who sit there and say, "Man, obviously, I'm not voting for Trump." This guy's a nut job. Well, I mean, he's I mean, lost it. I'm going to talk about myself for one moment here. You know, I, I, that's the way I feel. Like the um, Kennedy becomes very appealing. It, you know, the um, I was listening to you. Know, we built Anna Kasparian on the Young yeah. Turks, and which is a liberal program, and I watch it and and. She's kind of had the same position I have, What where she was talking about that. This is before this report. This was like two nights ago. And she said something that I've always felt, that she's angry with the Democrats, right, because of continuing to put – and she's a Democrat like yeah. I am – to push this. Well, like, it would be like it'd be like our side being angry. I want to paint a picture here for folks if they shoved Nikki Haley on us. Yeah. Yeah, and that's we, a good point. Different, right. different setup. Different she's circumstances. Her mental capacities. Right. But it's somebody we don't want that does not represent what we feel like. They should. Yeah, we're, and we're, we feel like we're being forced to accept something that we obviously see as a problem, that he's got you know mental you know, mental faculties that are in decline, and you're pushing this, and you're not allowing for any primary, and this is what's what we got to take. And, and you know, it's kind of like what happened to us in 2016, the way I felt about Hillary Clinton. I'm like, I don't want Hillary Clinton. Like, this is like, you know, that's why the Bernie people voted for Trump. Yeah. I mean, because they were like, this is just, this was a rigged process that you guys, the DNC did. And, you know, I think that's the way a lot of us that are least responsible in my mind, and that's what Kasparian was saying, that could obviously see that the president of the United States is not in control of himself or doesn't have the capacity to continue to function. And that's obviously the people around him that are doing that. And so can we have somebody else that's going to represent our values or the things that we believe in that's got their stuff together? Like, what is so hard about that? What is so hard about it? Also, the other thing, and she didn't bring this up tonight, but I brought this up to Will in a conversation last night. In 2020, Joe Biden ran to the to Democrats and independents that he was going to be a bridge to the next generation. That was his selling point. I am a bridge to the next generation. It wasn't that I'm going to be president for eight years. I mean, and I'll give Will credit this. He told me at the time in 2020, he's like, oh, he's running for re-election. And I was like, well, maybe he's saying he's going to be a bridge. Will was right. I was wrong. You know, I was thinking, okay, you're so old that you have agreed that you're a bridge to whoever else is the next Democratic leadership, which I should have known better considering Democrats are real bad about, you know, young leadership. Everybody in the party is so old. And they don't, and they just kind of hold on to it. Barack Obama, and people don't realize this, was kind of an anomaly. He kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, to, to become, you know, the presidential nominee and then eventually president. But generally, I mean, you know, Democrats, the power structure is is very elderly in that in the party. And so Biden, of course, he's running, like Will said, running again for reelection, and it's this sheer inertia and, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, that to me, I'm, yeah, I'm angry about that. I think that that's just irresponsible. Yeah, do uh, just uh, kind of in closing on this particular line of thought, do you think he would have stepped aside if if uh, Hunter was not in the trouble he's in? No, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't. So, I, don't I think he's a moot point. I think it's. I think it's. I don't see him as a father of the year type person that I, that really cares. But I'm just curious if that could be playing. Or, I mean, or do you feel like he's because? Okay, here here's the deal. If we're playing. People love to say uh, somebody's playing chess, the other person's playing checkers, 4D chess. If I'm if I'm the puppet masters that are clearly controlling Biden, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Obamas of the world, the people behind the scenes, the people who forced him to pick Kamala Harris yep. instead of whoever he wanted to. If, I, if I'm that crew, if I'm that crew who feels like if Trump comes into office, we are going to jail. 
mm-hmm. but for what we've done to him and the other things that we've done that they know about. Yeah. If if I'm just in, what is it? Protect your PYA? Protect your ass? Yeah. Is, CYA? Is, CYA? Or no, no cover your. P, yes, cover. Yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. If okay. I'm in full blown CYA mode, mm-hmm. I'm like, we've got to get Biden out of here. We got to get a puncher's chance or we are going to jail. I mean, it's all got to be all gas, no brakes. Um, whether it's Newsom, I could, I think Newsom cleans up good and he could say a bunch of good things. His resume is terrible. He's got a terrible resume. His a resume is terrible. Resume. That's, but he can look you dead in the eye and lie about all of it and tell you that you're crazy. He's a, he's crazy. He's a, He's an amazing politician. Yeah. He's a he's a man. He's a great public speaker. He deflects better than I've seen anybody being able to do that. Now that whole debate, if anybody watched it between him and Ron DeSantis, DeSantis had the better facts, but the presentation of, of Newsom was far better. It, and I, his, almost, li- his was, lies were better. They were just be- and like you come across if you don't know anything about the facts or understand it that you're like, well, Newsom probably won because DeSantis just didn't present as well. I think that probably a little bit different versus Trump because Trump's a little bit better presenter than DeSantis mm-hmm. is, but um, but yeah, I mean, so in pure politics, Newsom's a good guy, but he doesn't give you as a Democrat anything more than you've already got. You're going to win California. What what do you what do you need Gavin Newsom for to win it? You know, you don't need him to win it. You can you're going to win that already, man. You need Newsom to resonate well with white males outside of California and I think he does. I'm just telling you this is a mm-hmm. so uh, am I going to vote for him? Absolutely not. Yeah. But it, but does he know how to say things that make my ears perk up and mm-hmm. say, "Man, you know, it ain't that bad." Yeah. But then I look at his resume. Right. You know, he's also going to need somebody I think uh I think he would resonate well with the black crowd. I think he can I think he can dance that dance. He probably can. I, I think he could he could probably go into South Carolina or somewhere like that yeah, and do I mean, well. He's straight. That matters. Well it mattered it mattered it in two thousand twenty. I mean you saw Pete yeah. Buttigieg got like three votes in South Carolina. Yep. So right. yeah. Right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. Guys. Boykin Contractors, Florence, Mississippi. Let them come out and give you an estimate today for a new deck or any type of remodel project or repair project you got at your house. Uh, They do it all. They're licensed. They're contracted. They're insured. They can do roofing, remodeling, additions, repair work. They're all over the metro area. And they're a Christ-centered company based on honesty and integrity. And when you sell somebody you're a Christ-centered company, you hold yourself to a different standard. I'm a, I'm a Christ-centered radio host. I hold myself to a different standard. I'm 100% pro-life. I am unwavering. 100% pro-life. I hold myself to a different standard. Uh, a little off track there. My ad reads have gotten ridiculous. I cannot just read a piece of paper anymore. Anyway, <laughs> check, check them out, man. Uh, Bryce Boykin and his team, they're going to come out. They're going to get taken get you taken care of. I, what I recommend doing is go to their Facebook page. It's Boykin contractors in Florence. I don't you look search locally, I don't think there's another Boykin contractors and look at some of the work they've done. Cuz to me, when you do a service like that, your before and after pictures are, are, are that's your calling card. The good reviews, that's your calling card. They got all that over there at Boykin Contractors. Give them a call today, 601-951-7336. Grab that pen and paper right now, 601-951-7336. Three, six. And look, man, don't don't let me oversell the decks. They do other stuff too. <laughs> they make repairs too. Sean, you got a ceiling falling in? They can fix all that. I do need my deck fixed. I do need that. <laughs> <laughs> me too. All right, let's jump back into this conversation. Yep. 
uh, Boykin Contractors. Look, so excited to have them on board. Let's let, let, let's keep on with this. Let, let's read a few texts because I've been promoting the text line all day and I haven't read a dang text. Oh wait, we got Jerry on hold. Hey Jerry. Hey man, <laughs> just uh, jump in on your conversation about Joe Biden. But before I do, watch the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview. <clears throat> I finished watching it early this morning. Man, we it, it just goes to show that we are being run not by the president that's in office, <clears throat> but by our three-letter agencies <clears throat> that are continually doing things like color revolutions, and they've been doing this for a long time. And I have more trust in that interview with the foreign president than I do things that are coming out of our State Department and uh, other things right now. Um, but going back to what y'all were talking about with Biden and the DOJ and the report that came out on investigation, Sean, when does that ever stop somebody from having a, cri- a, a criminal charges brought against them? You talking about and um, if you had you talking about, yeah, being I'm talking about Biden because they said, oh well, they can't convict him because he's mentally impaired. You still charge them. Yeah, you would be tra- right. You what, what happens is yeah. what generally happens is you'd uh, yes, you'd still be indicted. Then you'd file what's called yeah. a motion for a mental exam, and you they determine whether you're competent to stand trial. Competency and there's a difference. People get confused about it. there's a difference between like competency to stand trial and like what's called McNaughton insane. You know, like whether you were insane at the time of that act that you committed the crime. Well, that, that there's just two, yeah. <laughs> there, there's just well, two different things about like legal insanity and competency. So like there's there's just a difference. Well, and I look at that, but it's, this has been a setup from the beginning with him because he's not going to be there. And by the way, he wasn't he wasn't um, elected. If you look, at, you know, he he hid in a basement. Everything goes along his lines. But if you look at this, we do have two tiers of justice because he started collecting these confidential files when he was a senator and a vice president, and he cannot claim any type of presidential privilege. And so, anyway, it just goes to show we did a sham thing here, and we're making someone else spend millions upon millions of dollars over things that he actually had the right to have. And anyway, it's an attack by our government against somebody that they do not want in, and it goes back to the Vladimir Putin interview. Jerry, would you think that— Sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Wouldn't you think that Biden would have been better off being indicted than this report, the way it came out? Well, I think he would. him remove him, okay? And they and basically, even though his wife and everybody else wants him, he's going to be removed because he's going to have a uh, Mitch McConnell uh, defrag moment on the stage, and his wife's going to come up and walk him off and say, due to health reasons, we're going to have to remove him. And voila, they're going to select somebody by the uh, Democrat convention. If they indicted him then they'd have to go through the process of uh, charging him, and he might step down, he might not, because he's been run by other people. But this has been the thing since he first announced a president to run for president and Rush Limbaugh was still alive. He said the fear he had was that there were going to be five or six people, run unelected people, running the country behind him. Valerie Jarrett, Obama, they all live in the same house in D.C. They've got a war rooms, and then you got Susan Rice that are doing the same things. But Watch that Tucker Carlson interview. It's about two hours, and and you 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 know unless your hair is you know dyed completely blue. I know you said you're down the middle, so half blue and half is gray or something, whatever. You you'll, I hope you see the same thing. But y'all, great great show, very in depth, enjoyed it. And uh, the mental impairment you were talking about, I think that's a diagnosis for most uh, liberals, isn't it? Yeah, right. Is that, that's where that all. Not, 
We're all, we're all crazy. That's it. Hey, no, I'm not crazy. Merely a fan. That's right. The difference between competency and insanity. Thank you, Thanks, yeah, you know one thing, Sean, let's pat ourselves on the back here. When we mm-hmm. get into topics like this, I like how deep we get into them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to be said for, I enjoy rapid fire stuff sometimes, and I think watching sports reaction shows on ESPN over the years. It's a lot of those. Groomed us to, and, 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 and sport news talk, you know, mm-hmm. conservative, just news talk. They'll have 30 second boom, boom, boom. It's very fast paced. There's a place for that. I like being able to peel this onion back and have a real conversation. And take mm-hmm. it from different angles, and take calls, and have a real conversation. It, it helps me try to have a better understanding. I also think it's keeps it keeps keeps us all from being less adversarial. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. So, which is, I think, you know, what uh, I think. But you, you and I have been reading about that, hearing that on podcasts. That's kind of what the country's kind of in the mood for now. Everybody's sick of the. We've yeah. got we've we've hit our adversarial quota for the decade. Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I still like a train wreck. Yeah, a car wreck or whatever. When it's, when I'm not involved, like you like to see <laughs> it, and you and you're like, oh dang, you know, man, he just he he just ripped him a new one, or she just, you know, whatever. I enjoy. it. I don't seek that out anymore, though. No, I know. I, you know me. It's so it, you, you, I know, it's um my whole mind has changed over the last like a seven six seven years about the way I. You know, I think we simply is like, you know, when we talk about how if there's a shooting and one side's rooting for the other person's side to have done the shooting, yeah. you know, like, like it, it now, nowadays, like when I see something happen with Biden yesterday, you know, the, the way I used to be looking, I'm like, oh God, let's come up with some excuses for this. Like yeah, there must be paint the narrative now. Yeah. Paint the narrative or whatever it is. And nowadays I'm just looking at things that like, I don't know, middle, we call it middle of the road or just reality and whether it's on the right too, because I do, I call like to call that out just as well. I'm just not dug in on anything anymore. I guess that's the way I'm putting it. I'm just not dug in to where it, it is. I'm, it is, it is indefensible way Biden responded to that last night or with his mental condition is. And there's just no other way about it. There's no other argument. Like he's okay. You just can't, everybody can plainly see that. So I'm not going to sit there and paint a narrative like, Oh, the president is perfectly fine. Even though he called the president of Egypt, the president of Mexico well, in his response to his memory labs report. Well, to, to your point, I'm going to play this. We're going to go straight to the break. This is Jeffrey Tubin Tubin. Um, being outraged that the special special counsel put that stuff in the report, and this is exactly what being dug in on the wrong side sounds like. At her put in some of that stuff in this report. That had no place in that. There is no reason why this report had to be 300 pages. There is no reason why this fairly straightforward case had to be treated this way. And the, uh, I mean, this was just like what James Comey did to Hillary Clinton when he supposedly cleared her of the use of classified information and then talked about how reckless and terrible she was. You know, the job of prosecutors is to put up or shut up. If you have a case, bring your case. If you don't have a case, shut the hell up or say as little. Do you think he's playing politics? I absolutely do. You know, Merrick Garland picked a Republican prosecutor, a someone who worked for Donald Trump. I don't know why Merrick Garland chose him. Democrats seem to have this idea that if they pick Republicans for these tough jobs, they'll get some credit for it. It didn't work with James Comey, who appointed by a Democrat. It didn't work um, with her. And I think this was um, there was no case to be brought here. But her did his best to damage Biden politically. I want your reply on the other side, Sean. I'll let you close us out. We'll be right back.
Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's this weekend. Check out tomorrow night. They've got DJ Hayes from 9 p.m. till close. I don't believe there's a cover charge either. So get out there, enjoy some great pizza, and hang out late for some great tunes. It's like retro DJ night at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Fan and Mart on the res. Open 4 p.m. till midnight daily. Sean, uh, your response to them being mad that they put a Republican on that uh, special counsel. Yeah, and I think this goes for each way. If you're the other party, you need to appoint the um, other side to investigate you. And the reason I say it's not about getting credit. It's about getting everything out. And the other side is going to go looking hard, hard at you. You need somebody to investigate it, and it looks Nailed fair. It. Nailed it. We're done. Thank you. Yeah.